This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at Ravinia.org. Good morning, Chicago TGIF. Welcome to Friday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. The Chicago Public School District educates 18% of students in the whole state of Illinois, and more than two-thirds of them are low-income. Nonetheless, for the second year in a row, the district is getting a smaller increase in state funding. My colleague Sarah Karp is reporting on an announcement from the state this week that Chicago Public Schools will get $23 million out of a pot of $350 million in new education funding. That's less than last year and less than the district was expecting. On the other hand, the school district is much closer to being adequately funded than it was just five years ago, which is mostly because CPS is getting more local money from a tax on businesses. But Allison Flanagan from the Center for Tax and Budget Accountability says this funding is risky because it's volatile. Because the local sources are helping to offset, it does look like districts are more adequate than they are. But that adequacy is still reliant on local taxes as opposed to the state funding. Flanagan also says CPS still has about a billion dollars less each year than it needs. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking on the show about the workers on strike at Loretto Hospital. Well, now they're planning to return to work. About 200 hospital workers are returning after an 11-day strike. The union, SEIU Healthcare Illinois, announced yesterday that they reached a tentative contract agreement with hospital leadership, and it provides wage increases and a Juneteenth paid holiday. Loretto serves the Austin community, which is predominantly black, and many of its patients are on Medicaid. When the workers went on strike last month, they said low pay has led to short staffing and compromised care for patients. The workers include patient transporters, patient care technicians, emergency room technicians, mental and behavioral health workers, respiratory and radiology technicians, and those who work in housekeeping, among others. Right now, e-scooters are restricted on the Lakefront Trail in Chicago, and the scooter operator, Lime, might be wanting to change that. My colleague Claire Lane is reporting that, based on results from a survey last month, a Lime spokesperson says many of its e-scooter riders showed interest in safely using the path, which is 18 miles long. The shared-use path is more accessible for walking, rollerblading, skateboarding, and cycling. And the executive director of Ride Illinois, Dave Simmons, says adding scooters provides safer options. The scooter that's going 10 miles an hour versus a vehicle going 30 or 40, like the potential damage is so much greater. So, you know, getting scooters on some of these trails, which some people are going to be using for transportation, I think is a good thing. Before approaching Chicago officials, Lime says it needs to collect more data from riders on what to do next. And now for a few quick hits. The Illinois Supreme Court plans to issue an opinion today on the state's ban on a specific type of semi-automatic weapons. The ones that have been used in hundreds of mass killings across the U.S., including the July 4th shooting in Highland Park last year. 
If you remember, the lawsuit was filed by a Republican state representative and like-minded gun owners, and it alleged that the law violates the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. But it also claims the law is applied unequally. The law bans dozens of specific brands or types of rifles and handguns, 50 caliber guns, attachments, and rapid firing devices. The most popular of the guns targeted is the AR-15 rifle. And Vice President Kamala Harris will be back in Chicago today to speak at the annual Gun Sense University Conference. She's expected to talk about the gun safety legislation that's on the horizon as the 2024 election approaches. She'll be talking to student leaders and gun violence survivors at the conference, which runs through Sunday at McCormick Place. And if you're ready to party this weekend, the annual Firefest Hip Hop Block Party is coming back tomorrow for its 16th year. It's hosted by the Firehouse Community Arts Center of Chicago, and it'll feature the usuals for a festival, food and music. But there's also going to be yoga, basketball tournaments, graffiti art, breakdancing and footwork. And as you know, there's always something going on in Chicago. So remember, we do have a really dope summer guide. It's interactive. You can set up different settings for cost, location. Go to wbez.org summer or text the word summer to 312-312. The text will get you weekly suggestions sent on your phone. As for the weather, cloudy skies this morning and there's a 50-50 chance of rain this afternoon. Temperatures are going up to the mid 80s. And that's it for now, but later today, death, one of life's greatest mysteries. That's the name of a pretty comprehensive exhibit at the Field Museum right now about what happens when living things die. The Field Museum has a lot of dead things in it. Um, there's mummies, there's taxidermy, and we would often overhear um, kids asking difficult questions of their parents, like, is that dead? Is it real? What does that mean? I'll talk with a couple of the researchers and curators of the exhibit about death, dying, and all the things that happen afterward. That's today at 2 o'clock. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening to The Rundown. I'll talk to you later.